Hey, this is Jake. Hi, and I'm Margaret. Welcome to the Creative Unblocked podcast. With Jake's background in personal development and mine in art education and being a professional artist, we combined our experience to create a unique and exciting method for you to move past blocks that are holding you back. Each week, we'll talk about a different topic that is aimed at inspiring and educating you on the power that using creativity has to create breakthroughs and to help you move past blocks and live the life you want to live. To find out more about our process and useful tools to get started, visit us online at thecreativeunblock.com. We hope you enjoy this episode. Hey, everybody. This is Jake. Hi, and I'm Margaret. And welcome back to Coffee and Creativity. We are vertical today. We got our we, we got our phone right. Uh, and as you guys come in, we just want to uh, welcome you. So uh, our phone is, we record this as a live podcast. So we see you. We want to say hello. And really, this is meant for you guys to get to know us. Uh, we're recording live here. We're based in Nashville, Tennessee. And so wherever you are, welcome. And uh, these are usually about 30 minutes, and we hope that, uh, that you enjoy yourself. So thanks for being a part of this. We're going we're gonna to do the virtual wave. Uh, see you, Levi. So hey, uh, right off the bat, uh, we want to talk about kind of just the, the... Well, first off, I didn't get my hair cut like I promised. I was going to have my hair cut, and I made a joke that when I get my hair cut... I look like David Beckham, and uh, I was thinking about that the other day. I was like, imagine if I actually look like David Beckham. This thing would explode. Coffee and Creativity <laughs> would have a million, a million listeners and a million oh viewers. Uh, so uh, especially if David Beckham, I mean, he's a soccer star. Could you imagine if he was an artist? That guy, I mean, yeah. David Beckham mm-hmm. is an artist. Come on, mm-hmm. sign me up for that, mm-hmm. right? So anyways... Uh, and also, I'm. I always wear black, and Margaret's once again copied my outfit again. We Which, get, of course, is not true. It is of true. Course. Every morning I get ready, and then she ends up. And it's really obvious since we're we're in the vertical now, where you yeah. can literally see that we are wearing almost Margaret, exactly Margaret, the same. She thing. wants to be me, and that's just something over the time true. of our relationship we've realized. You can also see this is actually my artwork. It's kind of like the big eyes phenomenon, where I paint it, and she steals all my work. So no, I'm kidding. That's that's Margaret's original uh, paintings behind us. Oh but my goodness. welcome. So uh, I just want to get right off the bat. Um, I want to just be uh, honest with you guys about uh, we're in some crazy times right now, and it would be remiss for us to overlook uh, what you're probably experiencing, what we're experiencing, and so um, you know, I would like to tell you that uh, I've got all the answers, and that I don't have to have my own uh, personal battles with anxiety and stuff like that. But you know, every morning, every single morning, um, when I wake up, the first thought that I have is I start to battle anxiety. I start to get overwhelmed with how am I going to do this? How am I going to make this happen? And it's something real that I deal with every single day, and uh, I have to address it head on. And so, you know, I'd love to tell you that I'm immune to all that's going on, uh, but the truth is I'm not. And what we post about here, what we talk about, what I write about on our posts through the week, what we express to you is, uh, and what we're going to be offering to you is it's very real to us. We experience it, we do it, and we trust it, and we let it teach us. So we're talking about creativity specifically because of the difference it's made in our lives. And we have personally tasted and experienced what it's done for us. So, um, you know, that's something that every day, if I'm not creating and I don't do my creative exercise, I can get overwhelmed. And so this is real work that, uh, that I do. And, um, 
So right now we're kind of all in this scenario where, um, you know, when you pull up your news feed or when you're talking to a friend, it's almost like who has the scariest story to tell. I mean, that's what it really feels like because, you know, when you look at your news feed and what's trending on Google, um, it's terrifying. I mean, it's 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 like how how what's the scariest headline we can create? And, and a lot of this is real. You know, even the the murder hornets phenomenon, which is a terrible serial serial killer hornets. Those those two words should never be together. Murder and hornets never together. But um, so you know, the point I'm saying is is that we all have to give ourselves enormous grace right off the top. If if you listen to this and you never listen to anything else again that we do, give yourself enormous grace because what we're going through is really really difficult. And one of our mentors says. That, you know, if a lot of people talk about mantras, a lot of people talk about intentions and um, our favorite, our, our favorite mentor says, if you're going to have one, say to yourself over and over again, I forgive you. I forgive you. I forgive you because you're forgiving yourself because there's this element of when things get really hard and you're starting to feel anxious, you can start to accidentally judge yourself. And so we just want to start right off the top with a, we feel it too. We're, we're not immune to what's going on out there and that, uh, that this is coming from a real place for us. And uh, it reminded me this morning, I was doing a run around the neighborhood, and uh, we live here in Nashville, and I saw um, there's this phenomenon going on with, uh, there's a lot of snakes out. I don't know, they're doing a lot of buildings. Whenever they're blasting and stuff like that, uh, snakes come out of the ground. They're upset. You know, you don't, you, don't, you don't mess with the snake's habitat. So long story short, I was in the neighborhood, and there's a lot of conversations about these, there's snakes everywhere. And uh, this lady that I was running uh, by this morning, she talked to another person. She said, did you know that those snakes are water moccasins? And uh, she was telling this horror story of this guy that picked up some trash, and uh, in the trash was a water moccasin, okay? And so the problem is, is that we have a friend and a neighbor that works at the zoo, and he's investigated this, and they're not water moccasins. They're rat snakes, which actually chase off poisonous snakes. And that goes to show you, and that's what we're going to talk about today, is that perception is really powerful. And so it's not always reality. So this lady that is running around the neighborhood, in her mind, there are water moccasins everywhere. And in reality, the snake that's there isn't a water moccasin. It's a snake that chases away poisonous snakes. So you have to be careful with that. Yeah. And so what I would add with that is, you know, the whole point is when we say perception, what we're saying is you will find what you were thinking. Mm. You will find what you're perceiving. So if she wants to find, you know, danger in the neighborhood, she's going to find that or anybody. Or if we want to find possibilities, then that's what we'll find. And so the whole point of what we're talking about with that story is you will confirm in your mind whatever you're looking for, because what you're going to do is you're going to eliminate all of the other um, areas that contradict that that you're exposed to. Yes. So, um, so when we say perception, that's what really what we're really talking about. Yeah, absolutely. And so uh, I want to let Margaret. No, I don't want to let Margaret's going to talk about. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to let. Not a good thing to say if you've been married for a while. I'm going to let Margaret talk. No, <laughs> Margaret's the star. I'm just like the Oprah here. Um, so, so Margaret's going to talk a little bit about you know her experience as a professional artist. So, do you want to talk a little bit about that, especially with what everybody's dealing with right now? Yeah. That was a bad lead-in question. I was going to say, I was like, we were talking about that the other day. I was like, sometimes you ask questions and I'm like, I 
really don't think that that's what we were supposed to talk about. Anyway, um, so I think what he's saying is um, for for us, the reason one of the reasons we created this company was because what I realized as a professional artist is I have to force myself um, to create sometimes. Mm -hmm. It doesn't always come easy, especially if I'm um, very um, uh, scared or um, nervous about something um, or even if I just kind of talk myself out of it. Um, Because even now, um, after all of these years, I still kind of have to, the only way that sometimes I can surpass not feeling that uh, um, judgment or that hesitancy to go and create is just based on um, my scheduling. Mm. And so um, I only, in, in that way, I know that during that time period, I am supposed to be creating. So then what it does is it kind of takes away the analytical mind. So it's mm. not advice, you know, it's either or it's no, this is what you're doing during this time. Mm. And what what's actually very interesting about artists um, that we've realized um, and that uh, I was at a dinner party the other night, well, not the other night it was a long time ago when we could see humans yeah when we could actually uh converse with one another in person so um but one of the things i thought was really interesting is um it seemed to be that the the common trait amongst artists was discipline Mm. because um so quickly can we get so caught up in our minds um that we don't end up creating Mm. and um we've heard from several of our friends that um create haven't start haven't created Mm. since this has happened and that's actually exactly what we need to be doing and so the one thing that we address with this company as well um is addressing the mind first the body and then when you create we call that creating from the spirits because that's what that's what it is it's really your essence it's really you communicating with yourself visually Mm. so um yeah so just the whole point is um figuring out a way of maybe um ingraining it into your day and Mm. then that way um because when you create you're forcing yourself to come up with possibilities right so if you're forcing yourself to come up with possibilities when you're creating then it's easier for you to see throughout the day with other types of ideas and um, issues that you're having yeah and i think that um you mentioned this a lot because you know we when you're quarantined you live really in tight quarters with each other so you apparently on vertical too (laughs) yeah apparently you know it's like yeah we're it's really tight in here (laughs) Uh, and I'm a, I'm a big guy. I'm about six, four. So I I do take up a lot of space. Uh, but one thing that I was going to get you to talk a little bit about was, um, you know, when you go to create, you have a specific process, uh, and you dressed it there with the mind, body and spirit. But when you go to create, you realize really quickly that, especially as an abstract artist, for those that are joining, uh, that's Margaret's artwork as an abstract artist. Um, you know, you really have to go inside to create and in order to create something excellent, you have a process that you learned over these few years being a professional artist. So you want to talk mm-hmm. a little bit about, you know, what that process is with what you have to do in order to create something that uh, that is meaningful. Yeah. So, um, so a lot of times when I go in, um, thinking about the actual scheduling is a huge aspect of it. But another mm-hmm. um, process is. Um, Addressing the mind, and I I think the holistic psychologist actually brought this up, which uh, I actually um, came up with my own version of it a a while ago. Um, But basically what it is, is it's really when you're talking about the mind, it's really important to um, give yourself boundaries within your mind in general. So Mm. what you're exposing yourself to, because everything influences us. Mm. If we want to admit it or not, it's absolutely true. So uh, there's three types of minds that come to mind um, 
when talking about this is what you're exposing yourself to. Mm. So the TV you're watching, the news you're watching, um, the friends that you hang out with, um, whatever uh, that you're doing that. But then also there's a time for purging. So that's journaling, mm. that's create, that's um, creating um, any type of purge um, so you can get it from here into some sort of substance that you can contain it, as we call mm. like the cauldron or the container, yeah. is really important as well. And then there's also the state of mind that we need throughout the day that's just... Um, nothingness. Yeah. So, um, so there's three states of mind that we really need to practice throughout the day, uh, because the analytical mind will take over, yeah. um, way sooner than, um, the right hemisphere will. And so to do that, you really have to address the mind yeah. before you can even begin to start to create. So the three, um, concepts or the, uh, ideas to think about when you're talking about the mind to address it before you can start creating is what you're intaking, um, what you're, how you're, um, purging, mm. and then also, um, time to do nothing at all that your mind can just rest, whether it's yeah. meditation or just sitting outside yeah. and trying to just let your, um, or daydreaming or just letting your mind kind of just not have to be solving a problem mm. is really important to have all three of those kind of balance within your life. Um, because I think what's happening now is so many people are taking so much information in that they don't realize that so much of the day they're taking in and that's influencing their, mm. them physically, that's influencing them uh, emotionally. And so, but if we can make a point to say, I will only allow this in for my own health, yeah. um, it makes a big difference. And then that way, so I address the mind first, then I address the body, which is physical activity, yeah. going for a run, um, being in nature or, um, anything to really kind of get back into your body. Because yeah. what ends up happening is if we're stuck in our mind, uh, we stay there and, yeah. and a way to get out of your mind and to be in the present moment is to kind of drop down and get back in touch with yourself physically. Mm. And the way we do that is by doing physical activities or getting in touch with our senses. Mm. So once we do that, we can actually be in the present moment and yeah. we're not worried about the past or the future. So then only and only then yeah. normally. Then I, after I've addressed those two areas, then I go in and I can start creating from mm. the spirit or the soul or the essence or the self or whatever you want to call it. But only after that, um, because yeah. uh, unfortunately, I have found that if I don't do those two things first, it will really hinder uh, the creative process yeah. and I won't be able to create the way I want. So I highly recommend that. Yeah. And I think that that's a good segue into um, you know the purpose of this is you know, the power of possibility, because, you know, when, when you're feeling and experiencing so much anxiety and there's like this sense of just terror and dread on the news and everything that you read and all your friends are talking to you, that can really get the, the ego, the analytical mind, it can get it stirred up. And what happens is, is that you inevitably kind of create this box around what becomes possible for you because so many of us started this new year. We, we, we were the same way where we had goals. And if you're an artist, if you're a business owner, if you're an employee that your goal was just to get in shape, it doesn't matter. We all had these dreams and these aspirations about what this year was going to look like. And unless you were banking on a pandemic happening, then most likely, you know, that doesn't even, that doesn't even seem real or possible anymore. So how do you recover mm -hmm. 
in this time, the power of possibility. And that's what we want to get to is, you know, for us, um, why creating? And there's a lot of different ways that you can go about this. A lot of people choose meditation. We, we, uh, we, we talk a lot about how creativity does it. And our specific uh, process comes in it this way, is that essentially the first thing that creativity will do is in order to open up possibility is it's going to calm down the analytical thinking mind mm-hmm. so that you can be grounded in the present moment. And when we first started working with clients at the first part of this year, it was very one-on-one. And that's where we always start is grounding because when you're feeling stress, anxiety, your mind is everywhere but right here. And, and right here is the only time that exists. And it's hard for us to process that because the analytical mind is always worried about the future or thinking back in the past, and it has a really hard time being present. And so when you start to create, it automatically naturally starts to calm this analytical mind. And the good news is, is by calming the analytical mind, then this creative consciousness is able to start communicating. Mm -hmm. And this is the side of you where possibilities and new ideas originate from. Mm -hmm. And fortunately, the analytical mind it's uh, Albert Einstein has a great quote. It says, you can't solve um, a problem on the same level of consciousness that created it. And what that means is that you need a different side of you to explore possibilities, but you just can't go in a direct route. You can't think your way there. And we talk about that. And so that's why creativity is this natural um I don't know what those machines are called that you you hold on to when you're scuba diving. You know what I'm talking about? That's got like the little motor on Propel- it, where, yeah. like a like a propeller. But creativity almost acts like a propeller, where your analytical mind are these waves, and the creativity exercise gives you this propeller that all of a sudden you're going deeper and deeper, and you're like, oh wait, like I feel better naturally, and it's because this right hemisphere, this consciousness is starting to come online, and then the best part is once you start to use it. It's kind of like compound interest. A lot of you guys are probably familiar with compound interest, but it starts to, it's like working out that muscle every day to where all of a sudden you start to see things differently. And you leave, the final process is you leave with a renewed sense of both empowerment and possibility. So you start to discover, well, what if I did that? Or what if I pivoted that way? And then because you've gone through this process, you start to feel like, I I can do this. Like, I'm empowered right now. And so that's a big part of what we believe. That's why creativity opens up possibility. Mm-hmm. So, um, and, and, and a real life example of this, because, you know, one thing is like, I, I, I read a lot and the, the one thing that I get frustrated with is like when it becomes these, uh, existential conversations that don't seem based in something that's actually happened for anybody. Like if it's not, if, if I have, if there's not anybody in history that's actually experienced this and has benefited from it, then I, then it just kind of goes in one ear and out the other. So I want to give you guys a story. A lot of you guys are familiar with Steve Jobs. And so, you know, whether you like Steve Jobs or not, that's not really the point here. But when we wrote about him earlier this week, you know, Steve Jobs created, he was a genius creator and a genius inventor. And so he created this company called Apple and he built it all the way up. And then I love so- how you like reference Apple, like nobody knows what it is. Yeah, it's a company called <laughs> you know Apple. That, that, yeah. that company that nobody that, knows about. It's a small, obscure company <laughs> out in California. They, they do pretty well now. But so he created Apple. And uh, so, but what happens is uh, he eventually in 1985 is asked to leave it. So the board, uh, he had really big problems. I'm trying to think of the guy's name, but the guy that was running it, essentially brought in a CEO, asked Steve Jobs to leave. Now, can you imagine for a second that you 
have been spending your life's work on creating a company. Maybe you're an artist, maybe you're a photographer, maybe you're something, and you've been spending your entire life creating a company, and you finally get it there, and then you're asked to leave it. I mean, that, that I can't think of a more devastating setback. And so where Steve Jobs found himself in is there's no possibility that I'm ever going to be able to come back to Apple. Like this thing is done. And so what he decided to do, and that's the quote that we talked about earlier, what he decided to do was to ground himself back in the present moment and say, what do I love doing? And that is such a powerful, creative question Mm -hmm. because the analytical mind can't answer a question about what you love to do. Mm -hmm. It is only going to come from that creative spirit. Yeah. And to add to that, um, I relate a lot with this story because, um, I remember thinking before I went to school, before I went to college, um, I always like I was undecided in liberal liberal arts and I wanted to do painting, but I thought, well, I can't make a living doing that. Mm. So then what I ended up doing is I um, kind of compromised and I was like, okay, well, I want to be in an area where. Um, at least I feel it's a semi-creative uh, job. And so then I went into apparel design mm. and did that for several years. Um, and then the economy crashed yeah. and um, everybody was kind of struggling. So then I was like, okay, well, I'll go um, to school and I'll teach art. Mm. And so then, you know, everybody, a lot of people know about your shadow self. Um, and the Artist Way talks about that a lot. Um, and so that's what I was doing. So what I was doing is I was living out these careers Mm. of the shadow side instead of being really honest about what I loved Mm. and what I loved was painting and creating. And, um, so every single time I had to pivot Mm. and what was great about this is those difficult times is actually exactly what I needed in that particular moment to, kind of look within and ask myself what I truly loved. And I wouldn't have done that, you mm. know, because that's the interesting thing about this time is, you know, it has kind of slowed everything down and it yeah. helps people evaluate things that maybe they would have never considered evaluating because things were okay or semi-okay or maybe really good. Yeah. yeah. But only in times of turmoil do we take the opportunity to slow down and ask ourselves, are we actually really doing what we love? Mm. Um, and so then... I did um, art education for a while and I taught for a while and there was really a lot of good things about it. There was a lot of things I learned. Um, And another thing talking about grace is the one thing I did through this transition or got really good at doing was instead of looking back at those careers and saying, oh, well, I failed in those areas, I didn't. I say, you know, thank you for what you taught me because it Mm. is who I am now and the lessons that I've learned is from that. Mm. And I wouldn't have learned those things if I wouldn't have experienced that. And I think a lot of times we can beat ourselves up um, about, well, this didn't work out, you know, what's wrong with me, so Mm. on and so forth. But maybe the better question is, is what am I truly supposed to be doing? Um, Is there something out there that I can be doing that actually is more honed in on my skills and Mm. me not having to adapt to what the job may be. Mm. Um, So then I did art education for a while and I taught and then we had two small girls and then we came up with another um, concept of, you know, what what do we do in this transition? Um, Do we, you know, uh, for me, it really was the moment that I was like, if I'm ever going to do it, I need to do it now. And so then that's when I became a full-time artist. And, um, but it was those difficult transitions in life that made me ask that question of what I truly wanted to do. And I haven't been happier because of it, because now it's so funny when I look back, because it seems like eons ago that I, you know, was undecided liberal arts when I really wanted to do painting. Mm. Um, but guess what I ended up doing? Yeah. I I'm, I'm painting now. So, um, 
so the point is, is that the whole concept is, is really in this time may be a really good time to ask yes. yourself what you truly love yeah. and be okay with pivoting because, you know, the one thing that's very interesting about people that are, um, really, uh, use that muscle and creativity, however that looks is they're probably the ones that yes. are the best at pivoting yes. because they're used to coming up with new ideas. They're yeah. used to coming up with new possibilities. And so if you're one of those people that create, keep on doing it. If you're not, then start somewhere, even if it's really small um, and maybe just for yourself. And um, I think that that will really open up a lot because then you're accessing that right hemisphere uh, more and more. And what I've realized that's very interesting to me about the more I paint is the more I create, the easier it comes. Mm. And it's very difficult at the beginning, the actual process, um, because the ego likes to come in and out a lot, lot yeah. more. Yeah. But just like with anything that you do over and over again, you start really working that muscle, the easier it becomes and the more pleasurable it comes without the resistance as much. Yeah. And I think it's, yeah, that was very well said. You're really smart. Um, <laughs> That's me compliment. We still compliment each other. You know, you got to do it. We've been married all these years and still compliment each other. But um, one thing that I want to, um, that you you hit on really well, and it kind of is a good way to kind of wrap up as we back out of this, it's, it's almost like you're backing by, by continually giving yourself grace. Because what stuck me from my own personal story, a very short version of it, the reason why I was not able to progress is because I was very angry at myself for being stuck in the first place. And what Margaret, the reason why she was able to evolve and pivot so much faster was because she was okay with the lessons she was learning. And because she gave, she gave that up and said, I love what this experience was. It taught me now I'm ready for the next phase. If you don't love it, you're going to stay in that box. And I stayed in that box for seven years because I was just angry at myself. How did I get myself in the situation? I thought I was going to do this. And it wasn't until I released that anger. And that's also coming from that analytical judgment mind and judging yourself to say, maybe there's a larger lesson here. And what you end up doing with possibility is you end up, it's like love and creativity are these little breadcrumbs that are guiding you to it. It's almost like it already exists out there right now in this time period, in the future, your possibility already exists, and it's like sending you breadcrumbs via mm. your love, your passion, and your creativity. And you listen to Margaret's story, we would have never, and even a year ago, had ever considered starting this company together. But it's because of our own experience and our own pain. Mine, my passion point for this company is I went through pain of, of being blocked myself, and I know what it feels like to not a, have any answers about who you are, what you want to do. And then the worst part about that is that you feel anger at yourself for even being in that situation. Mm-hmm. So that's a bad loop to be in. And that's the passion point for me is I've been there. I know what that feels like. And I know that Margaret's been there too. But what's helped her as an abstract artist and everything else is she's naturally developed this fluidity, this ability to pivot. And so when we're having conversations about our company or whatever else, she's always the voice of reason. Because she's been exercising that muscle so much, she's able to see a different perspective. And so um, the, the last thing we want to talk about is coming back to Steve Jobs. I'm talking to you right now on this Instagram Live from a device that he created. And imagine when he left that day, leaving that office, and, and the kind of state of mind he must have been in to be like, I just got, I just got asked to leave the company that I built. The, the chances that he thought that he would ever return back to Apple and it would ever be anything that was in his life was probably zero, negative five maybe. But the beautiful part is that because he just continued to create, which is what he loved to do, and he probably, with a little pissed offness, which little anger goes a long way, especially when you put that spark and anger into creativity, watch out. 
because it pushed him to create more and to be more. And he, and he had this idea and all of a sudden it circles back mm-hmm. and he ends up coming back to Apple and releasing the world's most revolutionary products that have ever existed. The only reason we're doing this right now, I mean, imagine if Steve Jobs had quit where we would be in this pandemic. I couldn't be talking to you. You couldn't be FaceTiming your friends. Any of these things, these are all coming from the devices that he created. So the the interesting thing is we're kind of in that situation right now where we just got asked to leave our company that we created or we're just getting thrown across the board. And the way out is through it and the way out is to create. And so um, and so what we want to talk about this last little bit is I want to show you guys, well, there's the book. It always helps when you know what the book is. Okay, so this book right here, it's called The Art of Possibility. If you're a reader, like we are, we devour books. We just, we're constantly obsessed reading books. And this couple, they are... It's Rosamond, I just can't, I got the fumble fingers today. Rosamond Stone Zander and Benjamin Zander. They're like the greatest couple ever. They're like our, we, I feel like they're our virtual mentors. They're awesome, awesome people. He's a conductor and she's a therapist and a writer. But in this book, uh, it's called The Nine Dot Test. And so uh, it, in our, on our link in our profile, you can sign up for our email. And so next week, we're going to send out an email with this nine dot test to see if you can solve it. And then we're going to give you uh, the solution on how to solve it. And it is a wonderful exercise uh, to figure out and to show you how your perception and how you see things really does affect your possibility. And uh, we really, really believe in the power of creativity. It's why we do everything that we do. And so if you want to try to take that test or if you just want to get more content from us, you know, Instagram, all these ways uh, to interact with us are great, but I know for sure that you're going to get the email. So I get emails all the time and I'm like, that's garbage. I unsubscribe quickly, but there are three to four a week that I am, I am ready to get because it helps me. And so that's what we hope to be um, in regards to, uh, you getting these emails from us is really helpful resources. And we're going to be rolling out some stuff, uh, with our products and services soon that are aimed at helping you actually give you some of these tools. So, yeah. And I think, uh, adding on to pivoting and doing what you love, what's interesting is before, um, this happened, we were working with individual clients and Mm -hmm. what it made us do is it made us, um, force ourselves to reevaluate what our company is going to look like in the Mm -hmm. future. And so one thing we're really excited about is launching next month is a subscription model. And Mm -hmm. then that way we can help more people. We can give really good content, really good creative exercises for you monthly at a really reasonable price. And we would have never thought of doing that if we wouldn't have been in this situation and been forced to uh, be in the house house together yeah. all the time <laughs> for better for worse like it's a bad thing i've <laughs> I think we're having for a better blast. for worse. So, uh, with that being said, you know that's another example of kind of what we're talking about yeah, and great. using creativity to pivot and then just to look at your options because we're ne- never as boxed in as we think we are. No. And so, um, try out this activity by signing on to our website, yep. and then we'll give you the answer um, later on. Um, yeah, next sign up week. The, via email. It's in our. It's yeah. we, we, we're, we're working with Linktree now, so it's in our. It's in our. You can also check out the podcast. All this stuff goes live mm-hmm. to our podcast podcast as well. But just to close out on some things that we hit on, number one, give yourself so much grace and we're in it with you. Like I said, every morning I wake up, I have to fight anxiety. You have to do your thing. So we're working this process too. Number two is that at the end of the day, the way to get to the possibilities again is through creativity and it's going to calm you down. It's going to calm that analytical mind that's going haywire right now from all that it sees 
and it's going to give you an access to a different level of consciousness that is really good at calming you down, seeing the big picture, and opening up you to possibilities. And so we're looking forward to um, to, to to being on here with you every Friday. And we love you guys, and uh, we appreciate you guys being a part of this, whether you're watching it live now or you're watching it later. Uh, we love doing it, and we love that you're here with us. And uh, you guys take care, and make sure if you want to sign up for the email, and you'll get that uh, nine-dot test. And if you can solve it, then you don't even need our products because you're <laughs> you're a genius. You're a genius level. It, I, I have no chance I could solve it. So uh, we love you guys. You guys take care, and we'll talk to you soon. See ya. Bye.